Hey guys, I know it's been a while since I posted the last podcast, but thank you for joining the Weekly Politics Show, which has become more of a monthly politics thing, if even that. Um, as I said, let's start off the show again, and I'll start with some questions, 20 questions liberals wanted to ask a conservative. So I've done something like this before on my channel from the Huffington Post, I think it was, where it was like 10 questions for conservatives. Uh, it was published way back in like 2016 when Trump was elected for office or something like that. And I decided, you know, everyone hates this administration a whole lot. So let's post a new episode talking about uh, answering liberals' questions for conservatives because the midterms election is coming up. So everyone's going to be like, well, should I vote for this Republican who is pretty rhino-like or should I vote for this decent Democrat who's conservative in some, some issues? Maybe this will help you decide. Um, let's just get right into it. Let's start with an, uh, question number one. Do Republicans honestly believe voter fraud is a real issue and not just a blatant excuse to suppress a minority vote? Please provide proof. Proof. Um, that's a good question, first of all. Yes, I do believe voter fraud is a real issue. I don't necessarily think that every single election is going to be stolen. I just think certain ones, for example, the one with Biden, there's a lot of questions going about was that stolen? Was it not stolen? I think it was very possible it could have been stolen. Um, why don't I think it's a blatant excuse to suppress minority vote? Because how would it be? If I'm saying voter fraud is an issue, what am I going to do to stop voter fraud? There's a few things I can do. I don't want illegal immigrants to vote. I definitely don't want dead people to vote. So there's a few ways I can fix this, right? I can say, hey, if you're gonna vote, you need to show your ID. Like I have my ID on me right now. I carry it with me all the time when I'm driving and everything. Just any form of ID, driver's license, whatever. Or you can have a specific voter ID that you get when you vote, which some states actually have. And Either one would work just fine. Now, how would that be suppressing minority vote? Because when you register in my state, when I register to vote, I get a voter ID automatically. I don't have to pay extra for it. I just get it in the mail. So how is that suppressing voter fraud? Or not voter fraud, how is that suppressing minority votes? It doesn't make any sense. Because if I'm more, if a minority, black, Hispanic, whatever, registers to vote, they will get that voter ID. So when they go to vote, they can show that voter ID. It's not, it's not an excuse to suppress minority votes. It's literally just, hey, let's make sure you actually registered to vote when you vote. That's all it is, literally. The best way to suppress a minority vote is send it through the mail. 2020, we saw a ton of people sending their votes through the mail, right? And um, that's where a lot of the questions of was there voter fraud that perhaps alter the election or not, it comes from. And then I'll say, that's a great way if you're an evil person to suppress minority votes. Cause you could be like, well, no, let's accidentally send this minority voters, uh, voter registration, whatever, the ballot to someone else instead on total accident. See how easier that, how much easier that is instead of actually you going to the polls, showing the voter ID that you were given when you registered to vote proof that you are registered to vote, and then you simply vote. That's it. Pretty simple. So my question for you, just a counter question is, 
do you honestly believe it is a suppressed minority vote? Question number two, why are conservatives anti-progress? Okay, we're not. The typical name conservative is um, you want to conserve something. What are we trying to conserve? Well, we're not trying to conserve slavery. We're trying to conserve something in the Constitution, which Ronald Reagan reminded us of, by the way. It's the government doesn't tell us what we have the right to do. We tell the government what it has the right to do. I want to conserve that because believe it or not, Democrats are a whole lot more united than we have ever been as Republicans. That's because they're united on one thing. They think that a strong government controlling the people is best for America. I disagree. I think that a strong people controlling the government, telling the government what it has the right to do, what it can and cannot interfere in, is best for America. They talk about, well, this is the people's party. The people should decide, and they want a big government. That's not the people. That's just a big government full of aristocrats who want money and power. The difference between a rich business owner and a rich politician is a rich politician wants money and power. A rich business owner wants money. I'd rather vote for someone who wants money than someone who wants money and power. So we're not anti-progress. We do like progress. Uh, let me give a very quick example of voter ID. Progress. In fact, most of Europe has that right now. And I'm not saying that as an excuse that we should have it. I'm saying that because in those European states that have uh, voter ID and all this nonsense to, or not nonsense, what liberals think is nonsense to um, make sure you actually are registered to vote in place. Uh, they actually have, there's evidence that it actually works. In fact, they have a lower amount of voter fraud that's caught. That could just be because they don't look into it as often, or it could be because it actually lowers voter fraud. Question number three. If you are a Christian, how do you reconcile Good Samaritan slash Sermon on the Mount with Trump denying Arab children safe passage? That's a really good question. Let me counter ask a question that relates to a recent event. Not so recent, but recent enough. If you are a liberal and you love children and you love people, how can you be okay with adults killing their unborn children? Okay, now let me answer the question. If you're a Christian, how do you reconcile Good Samaritan Sermon on the Mount with terms denying Arab children's safe passage? He never denied specifically Arab children. He denied certain Arab people. And they just so happened to have children with them. I'm not a fan of that. I don't actually like it when Arab people are denied access to anything in general. But sometimes it's a side effect of what happens. Uh, next, next question. Number four. Why do so many people say Trump isn't racist or say they voted for him despite that and feel okay with it? Why do so many people say that Trump is racist? The best argument I've heard for Trump supposedly being racist is because he hated uh, Barack Obama and he made fun of Barack Obama. That is the best argument I've ever heard. And that's not even a good argument. Like, I don't even like Barack Obama. That doesn't make me racist. So that's not even a viable argument, but yeah, it's the best argument I've ever heard. Every single video I've seen with supposedly Trump being racist is cut up 
and edit it so that the only thing showing is a specific statement so that you take it out of context and think automatically that he is racist. So let's redefine the def no, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's redefine the definition of racism. Today, racism is considered hatred or anything that blacks don't like. If, you, if black doesn't like something, it must be racist. The real definition of racism that it actually means is discriminating against someone because of their race, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, Arab, does not matter. If you're discriminating against them because specifically their color of skin, that is racism. So why is Trump racist? Give me any proof that shows Trump is racist. They're going to point back to question number three and say, well, he blocked Arab people from entering the United States. Did he block the Arab people because they're Arab or did he block them because of their connections to a specific terrorist group? Answer that question. If you block them because of their skin color, that is racist. If you block them due to their connections to a terrorist organization like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, that's not racism. That's just logic. I don't want terrorists getting into my nation either. Now, I'm not saying that blocking every Arab from coming to the United States was a good idea. I'm not a fan of that. I'm just saying it doesn't make him racist. Question number five. Doesn't the president alarm you? What do you think about mass resignations and attempts to silence agencies? I don't know. What do you think? Because that's kind of happening right now in Biden's presidency. Not necessarily mass designations, but attempts to silence agencies more like, I haven't heard anything about the FAI investigating, what's his name, Hunter Biden. Does the Donald Trump when he was president alarm me? Not really. I mean, there's some things that he did that I thought was questionable. Let's just say that. He wasn't the world's greatest president. Ronald Reagan, he was one of the greatest presidents. Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. So with George Washington is number one, greatest. Abraham Lincoln tied for number one because he reborn, basically re, uh, gave birth to America. Ronald Reagan re-gave birth to conservatism and aligned American ideals. Donald Trump, decent. He was decent. I'll rate him as number four in terms of conservative presidents. Um, no, he doesn't alarm me. But I think right now Trump would alarm me is just because he's uh, supporting all of these politicians. He's giving them his endorsement, written endorsement, thinking that it's going to allow us to win the midterms election. And that's obviously not going to happen. Trump's endorsement power has shrunk severely ever since he left office. His popularity has gone down since he left office. Uh, there are people who could probably beat him in an election for the Republican nomination for president, like. Ron DeSantis from Florida. So I would say he's alarming right now just because he's doing stupid things, not necessarily things that are wrong. Uh, what do you, how do conservatives square a pro-life abortion policy with persistent attacks against the welfare state? What are you talking about? I'm pro-life, I hate abortion. Okay, how is it against the welfare state? What I'm saying right now is, 99% of abortions happen with no conditions saying that the mother or child are going to be in danger. So how do you say it's against the welfare state? That 
can be up to the state. I want, this is what I want in all of the United States of America, abortion to be fully illegal completely forever. And that 1%, the state can decide whether or not the mother can have an abortion if the child or mother has an existing condition that could kill either one of them. That 1%, that's it. I don't even like abortion in that case, but I just can't argue it to be illegal because one of them's going to die either way, right? So how can you argue that is against the welfare state? It just doesn't make sense. Question number seven. If conservatives believed in the marketplace of ideas and observed voter fraud as low, wouldn't they want everyone to vote? I do want everyone to vote. I just want everyone who's registered to vote to vote. I don't want anyone illegally coming to my nation and voting. I don't want anyone who's not a citizen to vote. The reason why is because if you're not a citizen and you came here illegally, how would you know anything that is best for America? You can learn, you can become a citizen and learn. But if you can't just suddenly know, like when you come into America, you don't suddenly know. It doesn't make sense. Why are we still against investigation into Russian ties to Donald Trump? I'm actually not against it. I think Donald Trump is completely innocent in the Russian part of stuff. So if you want to go look into him, go right on ahead. In fact, they did. They looked into Trump. You know what it came out to be? Nothing. Nothing. There are no ties with Donald Trump and Russia. None. There were two, maybe even three, I know two for sure, investigations that came out to nothing. The FBI investigation and the Senate investigation. Nothing. So why am I against it? It's a waste of time. We've done it twice and nothing came out. So stop trying to bring it up. What is up with the obsession some conservatives have with... Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what that word means, so I'm not going to say it out loud. That's a weird cultural thing that has become popular with the alt-right. If you see someone calling someone else a cuck, there's about a 90% chance that you'll find something on their timeline praising Hitler or freaking out about Jews. Online, it may seem like a lot of people, but they seem to be a small group of people in the real world. Okay, if it's a small group of people in the world world, then it's not even close to being an obsession. So obsession some conservatives have, I have no idea, dude. But I do have to say it's most people who think, are, uh, a lot of people think conservatives are praising Hitler when they're not even close to praising Hitler. A lot of times conservative liberals think we're uh, demonizing Jews when in reality we're really not. I mean, Jews are mostly a conservative group of people. Why the heck would we even want to do that? So I'm sure there's a tiny little group of conservatives who do that, but that's like saying, what is up with the obsession some liberals have with talking about redoing America and completely nuking a communist? That's like me saying that. It's a question that has really no point to it at all. There's a small group on every single side of the political, uh, political system that hates America or that hates doing this and hates doing that, or that's completely fully racist or whatever. So that question really doesn't matter. I'm looking for a question that actually points to actual conservatives who have actual conservative beliefs, which is the majority of conservatives. So answer for that question, I don't know, I'll go ask someone who is one of them. That might answer your question. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, question number, uh, I think it's number nine, number 10. Uh, why don't conservatives seem to give a damn about climate change? <laughs> I can go into rants now. 
In 1970s, there were quite a few scientists who went out and said that the climate is changing and it's getting colder and eventually we're going to have something similar to the Ice Age. This was the 1970s. CO2 was pretty high up. Nuclear power was pretty high up. All this nonsense that was supposed to destroy the environment and make it warmer was supposedly making it colder. And scientists were saying we only had a few years to change the course of history. Today, scientists are saying the exact opposite. Everything we're doing now is warming the environment, and we only have 12 years to save the whole entire world. They said that 12 years ago, by the way. So the question is, why do you give a damn about climate change? Climate change isn't even real. Okay, climate is changing. It's getting hotter and it's getting colder. That's a fact. It's going to keep doing that forever and ever and ever. The Bible literally says that there will be a season for harvesting and there will be a season, an off-season, basically. There will always be changing climate. Some years will be warmer, some years will be colder. The world as a whole will not eternally heat up and it will not eternally cool down. In fact, there are actually socialist people who are really into this climate change stuff who said themselves, by the way, that climate change isn't all about the climate. It's actually just about redoing the economy so that socialists can have control of it. And that was a socialist who said that. So why the heck do you give a damn about climate change? Question number 11. What is the conservative view of Trump's infrastructure plan? Good, bad, socialism? Good question. Uh, let me answer it with this. I'm a conservative. I hate it when the government tries to completely uh, redo infrastructure with the government itself. Now let me ask you a question. Does it do that? Trump's infrastructure ban, or, uh, plan, I believe, if I remember correctly, was more of a thing to, hey, let's have government do this and this and this, so airports and certain government-run infrastructure, which is okay. If he wants to redo infrastructure that is not run by the government, then not against it. So I'm saying, okay, I'd have to read it and go over it and whatnot to say if it's good or bad, but not socialism. Question number 12. Where is the line for you? What action could Trump take that would ensure you'd fight against him and his supporters? Uh, he has to be against my views. That's it. And I would never fight against his supporters because I don't really fight against anyone's supporters. This makes no sense. They're supporters and then most of them are blind. So this doesn't make sense to fight against them. Question number 13, do you still believe Trump's business conflicts won't be a problem after seeing countries included slash excluded in the ban? Yeah, I do. Because Trump actually gave his business to his kids and he's not accept, it didn't accept the presidential pay. Um, I think his plan to run the nation as a business is a good idea. It's America first. So I don't think they were a problem at all. I mean, look what Biden's doing. He's actually kind of following Trump on some of the ideas like uh, tariffing China, which he actually talked against and then started talking for as he started running for president. It's kind of funny. Question number 14, free press is fundamental to democracy. So why do Republicans only trust media that flatters current admins such like state-run media? What? I hate state-run media. Why do Republicans only trust media that flatters current admin, much like state-run media? 
I despise state-run media with passion. So if you're talking about Fox News and you're trying to compare Fox News to state-run media, get a life. Just please get a life. CNN, MSNBC, all the other extremely liberal type medias are basically run by one person. So if you were to want to talk about state-run media, look to the left, not the right. I like the Epic Times, I like Fox News, mostly because they talk about facts and they give me a conservative point of view. And yes, that is biased, correct? But I also listen to like Daily Wire type stuff and that gives me other inputs. So it's like, listen to a bunch of news uh, outlets and you see exactly what's going on. And based on what's going on, you can make your own opinion, which is most of the time conservative. So I only trust them basically because it's not socialists trying to control America. There you go. Question number 15. Why should we allow Bannon to wield power and influence? Why do you care? That's my question. Why do you care? Uh, why the heck do you think we shouldn't? Let me read their explanation of the question. There were a lot of questions about Steve Bannon, so it seems appropriate that I discuss them even though it's hard to give you a good answer. The reason I say that is there is that there are a couple of people that I like and respect, Ben Shapiro and Don Loesch, who believe, with some justification as far as I can tell, that he's not a great guy. On the other hand, I also have friends at Breitbart who've worked with him who say he's a terrific person. So on a personal level, it's hard for me to know what to think. On the other hand, I do know Bannon was extremely successful at Breitbart, and apparently he was an integral part of the team that got Trump elected when almost everyone except true believers thought he was going down in a heap. So, for now, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. P.S. I think his notorious statement about making Breitbart the platform of the alt-right was probably a poorly thought out bit of pandering in the real world. Breitbart is not a racist publication or an alt-right website in any meaningful sense. So I don't know what's in Steve Bannon's heart, but I haven't seen any evidence that convinces me that he's a racist, much less a white nationalist. Okay, that's because he's not a racist, he's not a white nationalist, okay? Um, if he did go out and say that he likes the alt-right, then he's just an idiot. The alt-right has terrible views, okay? I mean, I like the alt-right in terms of they like America first. When it comes to racial and immigration-type policies, they really don't have the best ideas. I'm not calling them racist. I'm just saying they don't have the best ideas. Number 16, how can the conservatives square the funding request for the wall with past demands that spending be offset elsewhere? I want spending to stop where it doesn't need to be spent. So right now, Social Security is using up a ton of stinking money. We're going to so much debt because of Social Security. I want the funding, uh, federal funding to Social Security to stop, and I want private organizations to run that. Obviously, that's going to take 100 years, no joke, to go through with that, but I want it to happen. I think that... Um, Funding the wall is necessary. I'm not saying funding a solidly built wall. I'm saying a wall. Let me put this into perspective. Dinesta Sosa gave a really good example of what I mean by wall. When he was giving a speech at, I believe it was Stanford, he said, Stanford has a wall. No one can get into Stanford under false claims. That is what I would like in the United States. I don't want you to come in under false claims. 
I want you to come in reasonably, then become a citizen, so forth. So whether that means building an actual wall or building a uh, wall of ideals to stop that from happening, either way is fine, whatever way works best. Um, also, does it bother you that the tiny percents of richest people have the same wealth as bottom half of entire world population? That is a terrible, terrible question. Tiny percent of the richest people in the world, which are mostly in America, and you can comparing America's rich people to the world's bottom half. First of all, America's 331 million people are richer than the entire bottom 75% of the world. It's terrible. So let's, let's uh, put this into perspective. Top richest Americans to top poorest Americans. Mostly the top, most of the top poorest Americans are people without a high school diploma. There's actually people without a high school diploma who are pretty rich. Uh, Colonel Sanders, uh, he got pretty rich. But I don't think he had a high school diploma either. He's actually started out homeless, by the way. So a better question is, does it bother you that the poorest people in America are failing even though they can be the richest people in America? These poor people live in the United States of America, the land of opportunity. If they work hard, they can become millionaires. So why don't they work hard? Question number 18. Why do conservatives assume that black people's views on society as, or, are a result of brainwashing by the left rather than by our own experiences? Uh, because it is. Your own experiences are what? Were you ever a slave? No. Did you ever uh, experience a segre segregation? Your parents did. Your grandparents did. Did you? Probably not. Um, so, actually, the, I believe the first black politician was a conservative. Conservatives freed the slaves. Conservatives went for desegregation. Why don't you? Why don't you assume that it's the result of brainwashing by the left? 97% of blacks on the left there's no way that's a natural cause. Question number 19. Is there any point that would see electoral college less popular vote split would become a concern? Yes. If every single election, and I mean every single stinking election, had the electoral college voting for one person while the people voted or the popular vote voted in the opposite direction, that is when it's a concern. But it's not every single one. It's just one here, one there. Question number 20. Why are you more comfortable with banning foreigners than banning assault weapons? What? Okay. Assault weapons aren't people, and I'm not really a fan of banning foreigners. Um, why is this even a question on here, dude? Okay, an assault weapon... Define what that is, please. You can't. An assault weapon is not a specific weapon, or is it even an actual branch of weapons or type of weapon? An assault weapon is any gun you paint black and put a sight on it. That's what you can call an assault weapon. And it can be any weapon. It could be a stinking BB gun. 
So why do you want to ban assault weapons? Well, you think they kill people. Actually, no. Most shootings are done by pistols. You have to be 21 in my state to buy a pistol. I think that's reasonable just because pistols are so easy to carry around, right? And you should have a license to carry with you with a pistol. Uh, you should go through a class that teaches you how to use it correctly and all that stuff. You should always go through a class, no matter what firearm you're getting. I'm comfortable with banning neither, actually, so I don't know why that's a question on here either. I don't want to ban foreigners. I don't want to ban assault weapons. I think certain regulations on assault weapons are okay, like a mental test when you buy a weapon your first time and your second time and your third time and every other time you buy one. I think a mental test should be necessary to make sure you're mentally stable and fit enough to have one. I don't know why liberals don't want that. So those are the 20 questions for conservatives. Let me just go on to recent news. Uh, I know, I'm sorry, I guess, I don't know what happened there. My mic just cut out. Um, that's what I'm saying. What I need you guys to understand here is I was just listening to a podcast that talks about morning news. And what I was learning is military recruitment is down significantly in conservatives and liberals and everyone actually. I just wanted to say I love the military, I really do. Uh, I'm not in the military myself, but I love what they do for us. And conservatives are the biggest used to be safe house for military recruitment. Most of their recruitment was from conservatives. So if you're a conservative listening to this, please consider joining the military. I know it's becoming liberal now, but don't think of it in terms of whether it's becoming liberal or not. Think of it in Let's fight for our country. Our country still has a constitution. We can still fight for that. Whether you like the president or not. So please do that. Um, I know many of you guys who are listening to this might not be Christian either. Many of you also are. But if you're not, I would consider turning to Christ, especially times like the, in, especially in times like this when we're in a point where I don't know how much longer America will last as a powerhouse. So turning to Christ, reading his word, finding answers, praying, it all helps, it really does. I would suggest you turn to him. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in today. I'll see you whenever I post the next episode. God bless you guys. Adios.